This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Did you know God takes your personal prosperity very seriously? Did you know He's designed a financial plan, especially for you, that guarantees amazing investment returns if you'll just follow His plan's guidelines? Did you know He's so serious about making it available that He actually invites you to simply try His plan and test Him to see if it works? Nowhere else in the Bible does He do this. Not surprisingly, though, many Christians chose not to believe His promises because it can involve their money, which some worship, and trusting God, which many just refuse to do. Yes, while his word clearly states that if you bring your tithes and offerings to the storehouse, he will bless you financially. It likewise declares that he will rebuke the devourer that ensures a prosperous life in all things, even beyond your finances. After having studied this message, tithes and offerings, God's prosperity plan, it's difficult not to wonder, why wouldn't everyone want to tithe. Let's go to verse 12. He said, For if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. In other words, you only give in proportion to what you can. Of course, tithing is, is tithing. That's already established. That's a tenth. But your offerings above the tithe are based upon what you can, what you can do. God doesn't give a figure. He doesn't give an amount. That, that's led by your heart. That's led by the Holy Spirit. So he says, there first must be a willing mind. It is accepted according to what one has and not according to what one doesn't have. So you may say, well, I don't have much. It's not, here, let me say it this way. It's not equal giving that God is trying to get us to do. In other words, some can give a thousand, some can only give a dollar. It's not equal giving, but here's where, here's where, where it is. It's not equal giving, but it's equal sacrifice. Let's go over to chapter 9 now. So he, we understand that the Corinthians made pledges and made promises, but they didn't fulfill those pledges and promises, and he's, he's, he's writing to them about it. So chapter 9, it says, Now concerning the ministry to the saints, it's superfluous for me to write to you, or it's unnecessary for me to write to you. He says, For I know your willingness about which I boast of you to the Macedonians. So in other words, there was a time when the Corinthians were really excited about giving that Paul... Is, is telling the Macedonians, you should see the Corinthians. They are so on fire. We took such supernatural offerings. They made pledges and they did all kinds of things. Paul is bragging to the Macedonians about the Corinthians and their giving. But listen to what happens. For I know your willingness about which I boast of you to the Macedonians that an Achaia was ready a year ago and your zeal has stirred up the, the majority. So the, the, the news about this supernatural giving, this excitement about giving, this revelation about giving had gotten on to the, to the Corinthians and it was so exciting that it started to get on to all the other churches around the area and all the other brothers. And Paul is reminding them of this. So he says, yet I have sent the brethren, he sent the brethren, lest our boasting on you 
should be in vain in this respect, that as I said to you, may be ready. As I said, you may be ready. Lest if some of the Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to mention you, should be ashamed of this confident boasting. Well, listen to what Paul did. Paul actually sent a delegation before the meeting ever started to the church at Corinth and actually got men to go and knock on doors and get the offering. Say, hey, wait a minute, buddy. Last year you pledged $100 and you haven't paid anything on it. Cough it up. Even before the meeting started, Paul sent a delegation because he's bragging on the Corinthians. He said, wow, you should, see, uh, you should see the Corinthians to the Macedonians. You should see, man, we took a supernatural offering. They made all kinds of pledges. Their tithing records are really great. Oh, man, it's awesome. And it got so stirred up that all the churches began to hear about it, and it stirred up their giving. So now Paul's saying, don't make me look like a fool. I'm coming, and I may bring some Macedonians with me. Don't make me or you look foolish or look silly. He actually sent a delegation before the meeting to go collect the offering before anyone even preached the word, sung a song, prayed a prayer, or gave an altar call. Paul already had a delegation going to collect the money. How many of you agree with me that Paul was pretty serious about giving? He said, I want to remind you. A year ago, you made some promises, and you haven't lived up to those promises, and I've been bragging on you. I've been telling everybody what givers you are and what a spirit of generosity has come upon you. Now I'm sending a delegation. They're going to come and they're going to get the offering and it better be a good one because when I come, I don't want to be embarrassed and I don't want you to be embarrassed either. How many of you agree with me that he, 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 he took some pretty severe steps to collect the offering? And Paul is trying to exhort the Corinthians in this. So he reminds them, sends a delegation Go get the money. He didn't get accused of being money hungry. Go get the money. Get the offering together. So he says, let's read verse 5. I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go ahead of time and prepare your generous gift. He already, he was calling those things that are not as though they were. He called it a generous gift before he got there. In other words, he's telling them to better be generous. <laughs> to prepare the generous gift before he get there which you had previously promised. In other words, they made the promise, but they hadn't paid up. That it may be ready, now listen, as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. That, let, let, can I read that again? That it may be a matter of generosity, which emanates from a heart of generosity, and not a grudging obligation. You see, that's why I say, if, you, if you're giving out of obligation, don't give. Take it home. Go spend it in the mall. Go buy something for yourself. Your giving has got to come from the depths of your heart because you have and practice and are growing in the spirit of generosity. Because we see in, in the church, what we, in, the, in the body of Christ, what we've done is we've isolated these scriptures without giving all of the history that's attached to these scriptures because then we get over to the promise that Paul gives them because he's telling them, you need to give, you need to be generous. I'm sending a delegation to get it. But then he goes to verse 6 in this letter and he says to them, but, but remember this, this I say, this I say. Here comes the promise. Everybody say the promise. He wants to remind them of something. And he says, he who sows sparingly, 
He's, he's rebuking them right there. He said, if you're, if you're sowing sparingly, he said, we'll also reap sparingly. You can't, you can't give it out in little drips and drabs occasionally here and there, you know, sp- sp- splatter it around, you know, with a, with a grudging spirit and, and, a, and a spirit that lacks that generosity, generous heart or that spirit of liberality and think that you're going to somehow reap something back. He said, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. This is not my words. These are the words of Paul. And he's talking about the issue of giving. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. I like to say this. If you don't like your reaping, you probably got to take a look at your sowing. Because according to the word of God, if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. But then he says, and he who sows bountifully or generously or with liberality will also reap bountifully. So the bountiful harvest in one's life is directly attached to the sowing that they've done. That's why I say, if you see somebody, are you getting something out of this? You're being so quiet, all right? If you see somebody abounding, you see somebody walking in the blessings of God, it's probably because they've been a bountiful sower. And, and let me go back and say it again. It's not the amount because bountiful to one person is different than to another person. It depends on your level. Are you giving in a generous way? Generosity comes from the heart. You know, it's like sometimes people say, you know, and, and I laugh because this even happens in my own family. We're going to go to an event. How, how much are you giving? None of your business. What do you, why? Well, well, I don't know what to give. You don't know what to give? Pray. Ask the Lord. Well, you know, I don't want to give too much. Because, why? How come? Well, you know, I don't, I don't want people to get spoiled and think I'm going to do it every year. What do you mean? Just pray and ask God. And this is what I tell my family members. I say, Let me tell you what, generosity has done me good. I purpose to be generous. And sometimes, you know, I've shared things with me. Oh, that's like a little overboard. Oh, no, it's not overboard for me. Because generosity has done me good. I've been a generous person and, I've been, and I'm blessed. So I've learned to sow bountifully and therefore I'm reaping bountifully. But if, if, if you're going to be a, 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 a cheapo, I mean, not a cheapo. If you're going to sow sparingly, like, the money, I mean, some of you squeeze dollar bills so tight that George Washington cries. I mean, come on. You can't go wrong being generous. You can't, there's, and this is, so, this is almost cliche to a lot of believers, but you can't outgive God. You can't. So Paul is telling them this. He's trying to get their, their faith up to say, you know, look, look at the Macedonians. They gave out of their need, out of the deep need. They still found something to give. And you made promises. Now you guys better cough it up and you better come up and, and, and give what, what you said you were going to give. And he goes on and on and he says, let me remind you of this. 
If you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. But if you sow generously or bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. Come on, somebody give me an amen. Amen. And then he he teaches them more. He's he's giving them uh, and giving us as well lessons on how to give. And he says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart. That goes back to my story when people, how much are you giving? You've all done it. You go to a wedding. How much are you giving? You call all your family members. How much are you putting in the envelope? Tell them, none of your business. Pray and seek God. Or, you know, the building fund. How much are you, how much are you pledging? None of your business. I'm pledging what's in my heart. That's why before you give a dime, you ought to pray and seek God. Like I said, every time I have an opportunity to give a meeting or, you know, I'm connected to a lot of organizations and they do special things for the men and the women of God and, you know, the leaders and they take offerings. Very first thing I say, Lord, how much do you want me to give? What, what should my amount be? I'll go around and ask, what are you giving? What are you giving? What, you're giving according to somebody else's heart and you're supposed to be giving according to your heart. And if you don't have a number, then you probably have a stingy heart. I'm just saying, don't shout me down. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So that each one give as he purposes in his heart. Now listen, not grudgingly. There's that word again. Or of necessity. In other words, I don't give because, you know, I have to. Or I feel like, you know, it's like when we take the offering and I ask everybody to lift their hands. A lot of people won't lift their hands because they think we're, we're, we're looking to see who's got an envelope. That's ridiculous. You give out of a generous heart, out of a generous spirit, not grudgingly or out of necessity. Well, I'll put something in just so it looks like I'm giving. You haven't, you haven't caught the heart of, of generosity yet or the, or the spirit of giving. I give because I love. I give because I love God and I love the kingdom of God and I want to do it with the right heart. So now listen, and actually I'm going to go to the can I go to the, is everybody okay? You with me? I'm going to go to the amplified version of this same scripture because it says it much better. Now listen, I'm going to start again in verse six. He says, remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone, that blessings may come to someone. In other words, others are being blessed through your life. We'll also reap generously with blessings. You bless somebody, you get blessed back. Let me say it again. Do I have to come down here? Because I said, you bless others and you get blessed back. I haven't been down here in a few weeks. It feels good to get back down here. You bless others and yourself are going to get blessed. Now, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowful or under compulsion. Now listen, for God loves. He takes pleasure in prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver, ready, whose heart is in his giving. Woo, glory to God. Now, now tells you, right? He tells you how, how God wants you to give it. Now he says, now listen to, listen, everybody say the blessing because we're talking about the blessing and giving. We had to lay all that down to get to the blessing and giving. And verse eight, he says this, and God is able to make all grace, every favor. How many of you need favor? You need favor on the job, favor in your profession, favor here, favor there. Every favor and earthly blessing come to you 
in abundance so that you may always under and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap, a shout, and an amen. Woo! God is able... This is what God wants to do if you have a generous and a liberal heart and a generous spirit about you. You're going to have favor and earthly blessing in abundance that you will always have more than enough to meet the need to take care of yourself and to bless others along the way. Come on, somebody shout amen in the house of God. That's what it is. Verse 9, as it is written, he, the benevolent person, Scatters abroad, he gives to the poor his deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. See, what you don't understand is when you're doing stuff for people, when you're blessing the kingdom, you're blessing the people of God, you're, you're doing that. According to what, what Paul is teaching here, he says that this is going to endure forever. When you get to heaven, there'll be rewards for your giving, for your blessing. Come on, somebody get a hold of it. That's why, that's why it pays to give. It, it, it pays to be a giver and to be benevolent and to be generous and to act with liberality and to bless people and to increase people and not be worried about you not having enough. Because that's one of the reasons why people don't give, because you're afraid you're not going to have enough for yourself. Well, we're going to talk about the second part of this, this giving message or this prosperity message, and that's how to be a good steward over what God gives you. And if you practice these principles, you'll be saving some, you'll be investing some, you'll be, you know, giving some, and you'll be spending some. But you won't be spending at all. Because some of you, you know, you've already spent money that you didn't even earn yet. It's already spent. We're talking about the spiritual side of things. You've got to get the spiritual principles down. All right? Um, all right, so let's, let's keep going. We're almost there. Um, verse 10. And God, now here's the blessing. Again, more of the blessing. Say blessing. blessing. And God who provides seed for the sower. Whoa, now wait. This is big. This is big. Is everybody okay? You with me? Everybody pay attention. This is big. And God who provides seed for the sower. Who's getting seed? Oh, I sow. If you don't sow, God ain't going to give you any seed. He said, now God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating. In other words, if you're a sower, God's going to give you more. He's going to give you more seed. He's going to take care of your needs. You're not going to go without food. God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for, for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which will manifest itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Now notice something. The word multiply. God's not going to just add to you. He's going to multiply. Do you know that you get up quicker in numbers by multiplication than you do by addition? He said he's going to multiply to you, not just add to you, but multiply to you. This is what you have to meditate on. This is what I did. I just meditated on these verses. Well, it sounds good to me. Um, you know, I've, 
always been a generous person, but I'm going to, I'm just going to keep on being generous and I'm going to just stand on this promise because you said, if I sow, you're going to provide seed and bread. And you're not only just going to add to me, but you're going to multiply to me. You're going to multiply to me. Which will manifest itself in active goodness. Kind of, in other words, I'm just it's taking, just getting to take for myself, but I'm actively sharing it with others. And that's where some of you adults, you teach your children to share, but you don't share yourself. Your kids are going to learn more by what you do and by what you say. You as a family, ought, you ought to teach your children from a young age to be generous. From a young age to be you know, have a heart for other people. I remember one family passing through the church many years ago. They taught their children well. And they went to, they went to um, Orlando, to Disney World, on a vacation. And they were on a limited budget. And this one day, the father, uh, they had the Christian TV on, and there was some orphanage or missionary or something that needed money or had to do with children. And the, the daughter went to the father and said, Dad, you know what I want to do today? The money that we were going to spend in Disney World, I want to give it to that missionary to meet that need. I'll tell you, that melted my... I never forgot. That was over 20 years ago, that, that testament. That melted my heart. I thought, dear Jesus, what a great job those parents have done teaching their children about being generous. She was actually willing... And sacrificial giving, willing to give up her day at Disney World to provide for somebody in great need. That's called generosity, folks. That's called the spirit of liberality. That's what God's looking for. It's not just about what I can get and what I'm going to do for myself, but what am I going to do for somebody else? How am I going to bless somebody else's life? Am I speaking to anybody here? This is the purpose of prosperity. All right. So verse 11, and we'll finish right here. And he says, thus you will be enriched in all things in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. In other words, as you put the prosperity, he's saying as you put that prosperity into our hands, that the tithe, the offering, we're going to take it. We're going to bless others and God's going to get. In other words, we get, we on this earth get the blessing, but God gets the glory. God gets the glory. It's going to... God gets the glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that's the blessing of giving. I want to be a giver. Don't want to be a keeper or stingy. Birds have a song for some of you. Cheap, 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 cheap. cheap. (laughs) We're only having fun here this morning. Don't write me a letter. Don't send me an email. I'm just going to give it to my brother-in-law. He'll answer it. He won't even share it with me. Praise God. The blessing of giving. God, you so much set this up in your system and in your kingdom that your children would be people after your own heart. That as you gave so willingly and unselfishly to us through Jesus Christ and in all the other ways that you have blessed us, so you call each and every one of us to be as generous and to follow in your example. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors